working backstage at the Kirkland Auditorium. As a result, Agnes would have walked across fire for temperance. That's not the hat, is it? Agnes whispered, looking at the huge hat that temperance was adjusting on her head. It was black felt, with deep red silk roses all around the brim. Magenta netting swirled over the flowers. It was the most beautiful thing that Agnes had ever seen. No, Temperance smiled and made a mental note to buy Agnes a hat. The mayor kept that hat. I think he nailed it to his office wall and throws darts at it. Agnes's face screwed up into rage. I was making a joke, Temperance said. I heard he has the hat in a glass box in his house, in a place of honor. He should. Everyone says that your hat got him reelected. Perhaps. There, now it's on. Opening the door of the little dressing room, Temperance went into the hall and ran toward the stage exit door. I'll see you again next month. Sometimes Temperance wished the incident with the mayor and the hat had never happened. Never mind that it had been good for both of them. Still, sometimes she wished she didn't have to spend every minute in public in a hat big enough to use as a wagon wheel. It was nearly seven years ago, when Temperance was a mere 22 years old, that she had first encountered the mayor of New York and had arrogantly asked him what he was going to do about the Millen tenement. A week before, the four-story structure had collapsed on top of 17 women and children, killing four of them. The mayor, tired and frustrated, had taken one look at the flawless skin and dark green eyes of Miss Temperance O'Neill, and decided she was one of those rich women who got involved in social issues for as long as it took before some equally rich man asked her to marry him. In front of a half a dozen reporters, the mayor looked at her and said, If you can find a solution before I do, other than having your daddy pay for it, that is, I'll... I'll eat your hat. The newspapers had no other worthy story at that moment, so they got the names of the people involved then flashed the story all over the front page of every newspaper in America. Temperance, fresh out of her all-female college, wasn't ready for the turmoil that hit her, but she made herself ready. She accepted the challenge. And the race was on. The mayor tried to get the people who had put him in office to erect another building to replace the one that had collapsed. But they, laughing, hesitated. They didn't especially like the mayor, but they did like the pictures they were seeing of the beautiful Miss O'Neill. Later, Temperance openly admitted that she couldn't have done what she did if the mayor hadn't helped. But the city of New York rallied around her, and they donated their services. People volunteered their time. Stores donated building materials. With the help of gaslight and lanterns, Volunteers worked round the clock, all with the result that in twenty-six and a half days there was a new apartment building standing on the site of the collapsed one. Some canny advisers had shown the mayor how he could use the entire situation to make himself seem more human. So he showed up for the ribbon-cutting wearing a bib and carrying a two-foot-long knife and fork. He posed for half a dozen photos with Temperance's hat, looking as though he were about to eat it. The mayor's gesture 
was the beginning of Temperance's purpose in life. She filled that building with women who had been abandoned by men, and she came up with ways for them to support themselves and their children. She used her beauty, her newly acquired fame, the money her father had left her, whatever she had and could use, to find the women means of support. By the time Temperance celebrated her 23rd birthday, she was a celebrity, and wherever she went in New York, doors were opened to her. Now, outside the stage door, Willie was waiting for her. There always seemed to be a Willie in her life, some young man who watched her with big, adoring eyes and begged to be allowed to carry her umbrella. But after a couple of years, maybe only one year, when the young man finally got it through his head that Temperance was not going to marry him, he'd wander off to marry